0: Welcome to Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 61 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Consider yourselves well. I speak only to you that are truly humbled for sin, and it is to be hoped that in some measure you shall find the like, grace, faith, and confidence in you as was in them. If you see it not, be grieved for the want thereof. Endeavor to do as you see they did in their distresses. Only be not discouraged, and all shall be well. He's speaking here of David and Job and others. But take notice, I pray you, that sometimes David neither did nor could pray, as he conceived of his own prayer, any otherwise than in roaring and complaining, at which time he saith he kept silence. Psalm 32, 3. But when he could confess his sins and pray, then he had some apprehension that God had Forgiven him his sin, Psalm 32, 5. And for all Asaph's remembering of God, yet even then he was troubled, and his spirit was overwhelmed, and he saith, His soul refused comfort, Psalm 77, 2 and 3. And David saith unto God, When wilt thou comfort me, Psalm 119.82 I grant it was his fault, yet it was such a fault as was incident to one beloved of God. Moreover, I deny not that Job and David had faith and hope in God, but these graces in them were oftentimes overclouded with unbelief and distrust. As appears in their various passionate exclamations, at which times their faith appeared to others in their good speeches and actions rather than to themselves and the psalmist confesses that those his faithless complaints were in his haste and from his infirmities psalm 31:22 77:10 how say you now is it not thus with you Are you not like others of God's children, off and on, up and down? You would pray and cannot. You would believe, but as you think, cannot. You would have comfort, but cannot feel it. Only you feel a secret support now and then. And now and then you see and feel a glimpse of God's light and comfort for which you must be thankful, which you must cherish by all means, and with which you must rest contented, waiting until God give you more. You should know and consider that this is an old device of Satan to make you believe that your case is worse, or at least much different from the case of any others, because he knows that while he fixes this upon your mind, no common remedy, which did cure and comfort others, can cure and comfort you. For you will still ask, Was ever any as I am? And if God's ministers and people cannot say, Yea, and that such an instruction and such a promise in the word did help him, then you conclude that you are incurable. But last of all, let it be supposed that your case is worse than anybody else. Is there not a sovereign balm in God's Word? Jeremiah 8:22, a Catholicon or universal remedy that will heal all spiritual diseases god's word is like himself to a believer an omnipotent word mark 9:23 is anything too hard for the lord genesis 18:14 neither is there any spiritual disease too hard for his word and spirit to cure When Christ healed the people with his word, did it not heal even such as were never known to be cured before? They made no question whether he cured the same before. Indeed, Martha failed in this, for she said of her brother Lazarus, being dead, Lord, he stinketh, for he has been dead four days john eleven thirty nine and forty she conceived her brother's case to be desperate, and that none in his state could be restored to life. But Christ blamed her for want of faith, and by his word he has easily raised Lazarus from being dead so long as he cured Peter's wife's mother when only sick of a fever mark one thirty one It is not the greatness of any man's distress whatever that can hinder from help and comfort, but only, as then in curing men's bodies, so now in curing and comforting men's souls, nothing hinders the cure but the greatness of unbelief in the party to be cured. Mark 6, 5 and 6. For all things are possible to him that believes. Mark nine twenty three. You will yet reply, Indeed, here lies the difficulty in unbelief. Well, be it so, if unbelief be your disease and trouble, do you think that God cannot cure you of unbelief? as well as of any other sin. But know that if, with the poor man in the gospel, you feel your unbelief and complain of it and confess it unto God, saying, Lord, I have cause to believe. Lord, I do. I would believe. Help thou my unbelief. Mark 9, 24 if you also will wait until God give you power to believe and to enjoy comfort in believing, for faith makes no haste. This is both to believe in truth and in a certain means to increase in believing. Wherefore, let not Satan, nor yet a fearful heart, make you to judge your case to be Desperate and remedyless, either in respect of God's power or will, though you are yet in distress, and feel in you much fear and unbelief. Seek to God and with patience, wait the good time of deliverance and comfort, and in due time you shall have help and comfort as well. As others number five doubts of God's love because prayers are not answered removed there are yet some that fear God does not love them because they have prayed often and much but God has rejected their prayers and not answered them there are many Just causes why God may reject, or at least not grant, your prayers, and yet may love your persons. For first, it may be you ask amiss, either asking things unlawful, or asking things inconvenient for the present, or in asking to have good things, temporal or spiritual, in that quantity and degree which God does not see fit for you as yet. Or you ask good things to an ill end, as to satisfy some lust or pride, voluptuousness, covetousness, etc. James 4.3 Or lastly, though you failed in neither of the former, yet you failed in this, you were doubtful, you did not ask in faith, you did not believe you should have the things so asked, Whosoever thus fails in asking, let them not think to receive anything in favor from the Lord. James 1, 6, 7. And it is a fruit of God's love when he does not answer prayers so made, for it will cause you to seek him and to pray to him in a better manner that you may be heard. Secondly, God does many times In love and mercy, hear his children's prayers when they think he does not. God answers prayers. God hears prayers many ways. You must observe this, else you will judge that he does not hear your prayers when yet, indeed, he does. Sometimes, yea, always when it is good for you, he gives the very thing which you pray for. Sometimes he gives not that thing which you ask, but something much better, as when you ask earthly and temporal good things, he grants them not, but instead thereof gives you things spiritual and eternal. Likewise, when you ask grace in some special degree, such as joy or comfort in God or the like, it may please him not to let it appear that he gives the same unto you, but instead thereof he does enlarge your desires and he gives humility and patience to wait his leisure, which will do you more good than that which you prayed for. So likewise, when you pray that God would free you from such a temptation, God does not always rid and ease you of it. But he, instead thereof, gives you strength to withstand it and keeps you, that you are not overcome by it. Thus Christ was heard in that he feared, Hebrews 5, 7. So he said to the apostle, My grace is sufficient for thee, 2 Corinthians twelve nine. Which is better than to have your particular request? For now... God's power is seen in your weakness and God has the glory of it and you hereby have experience of God's power which experience is of excellent use. Likewise, you may desire to have such or such a cross or affliction removed yet God may suffer the cross to remain for a time but he gives you strength and patience to bear it wisdom and grace to be less earthly and more heavenly-minded by reason of it. There was never any that with an humble and holy heart made lawful requests according to the will of Christ, believing he should be heard. But though he were a man of many failings in himself and did discover many weaknesses in his prayer, was heard in that he prayed, either in what he asked of God or in what he should rather have asked, either in the very thing or in a better. I would have you, therefore, leave objecting and questioning whether God loves you. Consider this. Has he not loved you, who has given his only begotten Son for you and to you? John three sixteen has washed you in his blood, Revelation 1.5, having given him to die for your sins and to rise again for your justification, Romans 4.25, and has hereby translated you into the kingdom of his dear son, Colossians 1.13, having also given unto you to believe in his name, Philippians 1.29, hereby making you his children, inheritors with the saints in light, Colossians one twelve This concludes episode sixty one of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.